Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fear has taken over the kitchen table. The truth is, parents today have a much harder time feeding kids than previous generations, and they aren't getting the support and preparation they desperately need. There is more information to sort through, more pressure to feed kids right, more food allergies, more obesity, more body image concerns, and not enough time, credible information, or cooking skills. Now more than ever, parents need healthy eating strategies for their kids and families. I'm Marianne Jacobson, author of Fearless Feeding, and this is Parent Savers, Episode 70. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Would you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome, everyone, to Parent Savers. We are broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for parents of newborns, infants, and toddlers. I'm your host, John O'Reill, and thanks again to all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Parent Savers Club. Our members get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You can subscribe to our monthly Parent Savers newsletter for free for a chance to win a membership to our club each month. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Parent Savers app, which is available in the Android and iTunes marketplace. Gives you access to our episodes as soon as they are available. And while you're downloading stuff, you might want to go check out Alert ID. We talked about it a few weeks ago. It's a really great app that keeps you up to date with the latest kind of crimes in your area. Gives you some alerts. I even got an earthquake notification through it one time. And you can go to alertid.com slash newmommy and make sure to register through there so they know that we sent you at Parent Savers. Before we dive into today's topic, let's go around the room and introduce everyone who is here. Um, first joining us is Lori, one of our super parents. You may recognize her. Lori, tell everyone about yourself. Okay, my name is Lori Babb, and I'm a local yoga, meditation, consciousness development educator. And I have two children. Uh, well, I'm 41. I have two children, a two-and-a-half-year-old boy and a five-and-a-half-year-old boy. Hi, everyone. I'm Cecile Neri. I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom. Um, I have a daughter who was eight, Isabella. My uh, middle child just turned six yesterday. Her name's Sophia, and my youngest son is Caleb, and he's uh, three-and-a-half. Nice. And I'm John, or I have three boys, six and a half, four and a half, and two. The halves are a big deal. They just came up as well. Um, and then Marianne, how about you? Um, my name is Marianne Jacobson, and I'm a mom uh, and registered dietitian, family feeding expert. My kids are six and four. Nice. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you. 
Before we start the conversation, we do look at news headlines from time to time here on Parent Savers. And so I brought an article for us to discuss. It actually has, this doesn't have to do with the topic of healthy eating strategies, which we're about to dive into, but instead, this is about a new trend called a tattooed tattoo sleeve t-shirts for kids. And what they are, they're these these t-shirts where the sleeves look like inked up arms. Um, We've got pictures of them on our website. Um, This is from Pop Sugar. They said, we have to admit we did a double take when we first spotted photos of Tattoo's tattoo sleeve tees on Etsy. We've seen temporary tattoos for kids, but an entire arm's worth? Luckily, we quickly learned they're not the real deal, and instead they're just an incredibly realistic take on the grown-up trend of having an entire arm's worth of tattoos or a sleeve. These shirts are the brainchild of a professional children's photographer and mother of four who was tired of seeing the same outfits on the little subjects of all of her photo shoots. So she was inspired to do something a bit more edgy and came up with this line of rock and roll inspired children's wear. They cost about $24 to $35 and go from infants to kids. So what do you guys think of this idea of these fake arm tattoos for the kids? Well, I think it's a great business idea. <laughs> <laughs> From an entrepreneurial standpoint. Yeah. I mean, you know, and kids, I, as a kid, I remember, you know, that I would have really loved that. Yeah. So I think I, it's genius. I think it speaks to, I guess, kind of the tattoo culture that is, you know, emerging in our society, that it's becoming more and more acceptable for folks to have lots of different yeah, tattoos. Normal, yeah. yeah. But starting it at that young age is also, you know, there's a lot of parents that, want their, nothing to do with their kids and tattoos. Yeah. And so kids may see other kids wearing these. And You definitely have to translate it for them. Say, well, maybe not, but, yeah. you know, kind of put it in a context. Now this is, you know, fun art for you to right. wear. Yeah, I don't think they have the same interpretations as we do. Um, we might look at it and relate it to a certain type of people, but for them it's just fun, it's colorful. Right. It's something that they would enjoy wearing, I think. So I think yeah. it's harmless. Yeah. Maybe like dressing up as a princess for a day or if you're going to a rock star party. Really cute. But yeah, I think maybe if I saw the same kid wearing it over and over and over. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really make judgments against people with tattoos, though. But Uh it's one of those things that uh, definitely a hot button issue Mm -hmm. for conversation. Mm -hmm. All right. Check out that picture on the website. Thanks, guys. With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's topic that we're talking about is healthy eating strategies. As September is Childhood Obesity Awareness Month, it's a great time to talk about the topic that nearly every mom and dad struggles with on some level. Today we're talking with Marianne Jacobson, who's going to tell us how families can introduce, promote, and sustain healthy eating habits for their kids, and maybe even for themselves too. Thanks for joining us, Marianne. Well, thanks for having me. Marianne, so you mentioned in the intro about eating healthy is harder for our generation than previous ones. What do you mean by that? Well, I think there's just more challenges, more barriers. So, you know, less people don't necessarily know how to cook when Mm -hmm. they start a family Um, more parents are working so there's less time there's more pressure so parents feel guilty they know they need to feed their kids healthy there's also more choices so there's fast food there's you go to the grocery store there's all these frozen items that kids easily accept so parents are torn between giving kids those items and healthier items and so it just all together it just there's a lot of you know what I call fear out there with feeding our kids and it's it's a lot of it's resulting in a lot of mistakes and um, that's where I want to help parents you know navigate this complicated (laughs) issue yeah I mean even though we have access to 
you know, produce seemingly around the year, year round. You can get, if you, oh, I want blueberries. So I'm going to, you can get them maybe from South America. Even though you probably have access to more food, there's just so many other food choices and temptations that that pulls. Yeah. And there's also a lot of mixed messages. There's a lot of blogs, news stories about what, how to, you know, feed your kids, what to feed them. That it just, you know, now there's all this stuff about gluten and, you know, uh, right. organic. And so it's just, there's so much. And so parents kind of, I think they tend to get overwhelmed. And when you feel overwhelmed, it's it's almost like you just give up. Yeah. But some parents, you know, a lot of parents don't give up either. There's a happy medium there. And, you know, I talk about that in the book. Got it. Yeah. So it, would you say that healthy eating, what do, what do you mean by when you say that? Is that just about keeping kids the right way? No, right I look at it more as balanced eating. Okay. So it's all about balancing food intake. None of this is about restricting your child from, you know, cake and, and foods that, you know, they're naturally going to like. You know, my book, Fearless Feeding, me and my co-author, part of the reason behind it is to help parents understand why kids eat the way they do at each stage. So when toddlers get picky, there's a reason for it. Their growth slows. And they're, they're growing, too. Kids are growing so they naturally like sweets, you know, more than we do. Yeah. And that's why they, you know, so it's not because your kid's going to be an unhealthy eater. It's just all this is normal. So you want to work with them and not against them, you know, against this normal development. That seems that's one of the things that we struggle with. I know, especially with our middle one, because what is normal eating? And I don't think he exhibits it, but it sounds like what you're saying is that some pickiness or a lot of pickiness is natural and to be expected. It is. From two to six, what we call foodnophobia, the fear of food actually peaks. And okay. this is thought of as a survival mechanism because back in the day when kids were, when they become more mobile, they would go, you know, they might pick right. poisonous plants. So naturally kids, greens are, they taste more bitter compounds. So they don't really love a lot of vegetables kind yeah. of naturally, but they can learn to. And it's all about exposure, not forcing them. So when we make them eat, you know, any kid that's made to eat food is going to think this can't be good if they have to make us eat it. So right. it's all about exposure. It's all about trying different preparation, you know, role modeling. Um, but also it's understanding their nutrition needs. I mean, a two-year-old doesn't really need all that much food. So they naturally may not eat much at meals. They may even skip a meal. And we don't want to make them eat because what are we teaching them? And in the end, we want them to listen to hunger, satiety, yeah. and and it can be hard. And I know parents right away will say, well, ha- you know, an hour later, they're saying they're hungry, they didn't eat their right. dinner. But if you, you know, if we do our job with feeding, and so if we're feeding regular meals, structure at the table, snacks, and the kids understand that rhythm, they eat much better. They don't ask for food. My kids pretty much rarely ask for food in between. Really? I mean, they love sweet, you know, they love, you know, they don't eat everything. They're, yeah. you know, normal kids, but... When you have that rhythm, it right. really it helps them do their job and their they manage their hunger much better. And you know, it's not really our job to make our kids eat; it's our job to prepare the food and you know have a nice atmosphere. And kids really will. They'll kids can be healthy eaters. We need to instill that trust in them. There's so much distrust. Kids feel that from yeah. you know that they have to be made to eat and that healthy food taste. You know, that's the message they get. We need to send the message that. Healthy whole foods are better. They're great. I'm eating them. I hope you eat them. Maybe it'll take a while. Yeah. So. Well, so like if I do something like, come on, dude, eat <laughs> a couple bites of that food. You were sitting at the table. I know you need to eat. Is that a pretty, that's not really a good thing that we I should I mean, I doing? think it depends on the kid. So if you have okay. a kid that with little pushes, you know, let's say, you know, you know, you encourage them and they take a bite and they're like, I love it. And every time that happens and then that works yeah. for the kid. But if you have a kid take a bite and they gag because that happens too or they're always against it then it's not working so your kid's going to tell you 
kind of if, if what you're doing is working if they're always resisting and it's making meals tense and just drop it you know but yeah. you have to take your kid every kid's different and right. and also their stage of development my daughter is much more open i can explain you know what this food is like this other food you like i think you'll like it and she's more likely but when she was three there's no way she was just so you know you have to consider their development too yeah are you how are, how are your kids are they good eaters um you know, they do go through different stages. I've noticed that. Um, and each child is different. Um, I've noticed my son, who is the youngest, he's actually very open to um, foods with more flavor. So he'll eat the onions and the pickles and um, even things that are a little bit spicy, whereas my oldest daughter won't touch anything with taste um, unless it's sweet. Um, so I try to tell them the importance of eating healthy um, and try to go beyond what it tastes like, but what it does for your body. Mm. Um, and so I try to tell them, well, you know, you got to eat this broccoli because it's going to help um, your muscles grow or, I mean, I don't know how accurate <laughs> I am. <but laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, I'll tell them what, what that particular food does to help them grow and to be strong and that it's good for your brain and um, that kind of thing. Um, and I think they're, they're open to listening to that. Yeah. Um, and I even hear my older kids telling the younger ones, you know, you got to eat that because it's good for your body or it's going to help you grow taller. So it does sink in. I think there's some resistance um, sometimes because it tastes different to what they're craving or whatever. But yeah. um, but it sinks in like everything else, I think, if you tell right. them often enough. Yeah. Something that I have tried to do with my kids, particularly my older one, um, because I've had a complicated journey with food because of food allergies and whatever. But one thing I've learned is to, to really perceive when I eat something, how does my body feel? You know, and notice, you know, if I'm feeling a certain way, think back, okay, what did I eat and try to make connections. And so my son has food allergies too. And instead of being the food police, which I kind of have to be sometimes, or maybe I haven't found a better way to do it sometimes, but it's tiring. So I'm trying to transfer it onto him to be his own monitor by actually sensing within himself. I say, okay, you can eat that wheat bread, you know, but you know it has gluten and you know you're not supposed to because your body isn't liking it. So you you pay attention and tell me, you know, how you feel or just notice yourself, how you how you feel later after you eat that. Or remember, to, you know, later today when you're starting to cry or get upset about something, you know, you can remember back to what you ate, which you know your body isn't, you know, really um, cooperative with your body, that kind of food. So. Yeah, I think that's really helpful, especially food allergies. And in the book, we have a special section that talks about these problems because it is, you know, when you have food allergies or even like type 1 diabetes, you have to, you can't just, you know, you really, there are certain foods kids can and can't eat. Um, and it's also true that let kids, you know, if they do overdo it at a party or, you know, bring them back to how they feel. How does that food make you feel later? And, and you know, plant the seed. So if we're always trying to prevent problems, even hunger. So if a kid doesn't eat enough and they're hungry, mm -hmm. just say, remember, next time, you know, when you only have a little, remember that you were hungry. And so they learn from, you know, but it is good to start instilling how they feel, how food makes them feel. Yeah. Um, also, hungerfulness is really important because as they get older, studies show kids don't regulate as well. Part of that has to do with kind of the pushing that they get, but, and, you know, bigger portions. But, you know, it's something we always talk about. What does your tummy say? How, you know. Right. Um, and so it's beginning to, because studies are starting to show that the people that use hunger and fullness to guide their eating, you know, have, you know, our healthier weights and because, you know, our external yeah. cues, we, you go out to eat. I mean, let's look at, you know, how big the portions right, are. And, and clean your plate. And every like, time right, you see food, the, but always ask, you know, are you hungry? You don't mm -hmm. have to eat. You, you know, you can have that another time. And so I think that's an important too, but it, yeah, that's a great way to, 
mm-hmm. you know, with kids is to let them. Food isn't just yeah. about, they're motivated by taste. All studies show kids are most. So we can talk about, it's, you know, it's good to talk about what food does and different foods play different roles and help us be healthy, but they also taste good too. And yeah. so, you know, roasting vegetables can be, they bring out the natural sweetness. And um, so, yeah, I mean, nice. it's all important to. I think there's a lot of miseducation out there too. Um, I remember when I gave birth to my first child and you go on your regular visits and they give you a list of the things that your child should be eating um, and they tell you, well, they should be eating every one and a half to two hours. And so you feel like you need to follow these guidelines as opposed to feeling out whether they're full or they're hungry or what they're telling you. Um, And I know that um, even from the very beginning with the breastfeeding, they told me to breastfeed my child every one and a half to two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a real struggle with my second child because she wasn't feeding for four or five hours straight. Right. Um, and so I was always in a panic thinking that she wasn't getting enough food. Um, and so I would try to force her to breastfeed. And I just think that from the very get-go, we're given the incorrect information. Um, and, right. you know, that's challenging as a parent because you think you're doing the right thing. Um, by following these guidelines, but in reality, it's really, it's it's wrong for that particular child. And so I think if we had um, maybe more informed um, nurses or healthcare providers, that that would right. certainly be a big help. It's almost like, as some parents may want to control what their kids eat, uh-huh. but instead you need to guide it and get their Definitely. feedback. Right? You're not controlling what they're eating. You're helping them. Yeah, and and your point is very true. The hallmark for especially early on is growth. So if your child's growing well as a baby, that's what they they don't necessarily look at how much they're eating. So you have a two-year-old's not eating much, you got to look at the growth, you Mm -hmm. know, and make sure that's on track. That's how pediatricians really monitor, you know. It's not by how much that child's eating, of course, you know, if they're hardly eating. something you, you know you it can be look frustrating at, and you don't understand where that growth is coming you, from you know but I it's always, coming yeah so. and I always tell parents you know because I had a hard time breastfeeding my my daughter and it was a it was a negative experience for her because she didn't want to but she had a weird suck and I had all these lactation consultants come mm-hmm. you know my home and and you know finally once she refused I just pumped but then feeding was enjoyable for both of us and then at four months she started to, I still gave her opportunity with no pressure and she started to breastfeed at four months where oh, people wow. yeah it was incredible and and that shows you that you know if feeding your child is is a is, if it's a tense negative experience yeah. they're not learning they're not going to eat as well over the long term yeah. so all right well, we are going to take a quick break here and we come back let's talk about some more specifics and dig into some specific foods or tips for dealing with picky eaters that type of thing hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumba Casino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking about healthy eating strategies with Marianne Jacobson, author of Fearless Feeding. So let's uh, get into some specific tips. What are some good ways to introduce the healthy habits for families? Well, I think it really depends on where you are, how old your kids are. Um, in my book, Fearless Feeding, we talk about, you know, in the first two years, kids are really open to food. 
So mm-hmm. as much variety as you can, bring them to the table. Don't keep them on that bland puree food. Have, you know, once they can start feeding themselves, they can eat a lot of what you're eating as long as it's small enough and get them used to the flavors of the family. I mean, what do you like to eat? Right. So get that starter early. When they become pickier, between two and six, you know, um, the Ellen Satter division of responsibility is really important because, you know, don't focus and, and make it a battle. You know, your job is to provide the, the food, set mm-hmm. the structure, when to eat, you know, take their preferences into, you know, when you're making your decisions, but let them decide whether and how much. And one thing families can do, which can be hard, but I serve family style. So we put bowls of food out on the table and we pass it around and we let kids serve themselves, take as much as they think they can eat, encourage them to take a little bit of everything instead of pre-plating it and saying, here, eat it. Um, Because that gives kids more control. That's what kids, they want. They don't have a lot of control over the, you know, food and other things. So, um, the family style and just a lot of exposure and it's not you know take how they're eating over the week not just one day or one meal and give them lots of opportunities to eat fruits and vegetables snack time you know breakfast lunch don't save everything for dinner sometimes mm. vegetables at dinner you know and, and and you'll you know like we do a lot of smoothies and sometimes my kids aren't yeah. eating you know it's a smoothie day and i don't tell them that but they love you know, i can put greens in their smoothie fruit you know yogurt and we, we have a rule that anytime our kid asks for an apple they can have it. I don't care if we're about to sit down. Fruit anytime. Yeah, oh, you want an apple? Sure. Take it right now. Even if we're like literally sitting at the dinner table. Like if they, if they want a healthy fruit or vegetable, just go for it. Yeah, that's one thing. You know, not feed in between the meals and snacks. But if they want fruit, that's always a like, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about in the book. If a kid usually doesn't want fruit, they're usually not hungry. They may just want that snack food. Yeah. So it's a good, you know. Right. Good policy. What about when serving food? Like, is it okay to instill them the whole don't waste food? I mean, it seems like that's sort of one of the issues that we talked about a little bit with portion sizes and control. But you also, at some point, you need to teach them if you're taking some food and putting it on your plate, if you're letting them serve themselves, that's sort of a promise that you're going to eat it. Or is that kind of tying it into... Well, young kids will usually take too much at first. You know, they like it. It's kind of fun for them. As they get older, they can understand that, you know, take as much as you can eat. But, you know, what we do is we'll, with the family style, we'll just put the leftovers back in the fridge. And, you know, there's no use in having a kid eat, finish it if they're not hungry for it. So I think the waste, we do want to try and decrease waste. But so many people, and I hear from them all the time, adults, because I work with adults before I went into family nutrition that had to clean their plates. Yeah. I just wrote an article in the New York Times, Mother Load, that, you know, um, there's really a lot of research that shows, like, boys asked to clean their plates, ask for bigger portions outside the home. Adults that have more, remember more rules of cleaning their plate are, tend to have higher weights. Yeah. So, you know, we really wow. have to think, what are we teaching our kid? I know the waste is very important, but for me, you know, right. if I'm serving whole foods, it's going to be wasted because sometimes things go bad. That's just... You know, no matter what, yeah. that's kind of part of, but I try and minimize that. So it's, you know, we do want to teach kids not to waste, but at the yeah. same time, we don't want to make them eat more. We actually, we live on a ranch and we, we grow worms that eat organic garbage like that. So, and we also have chickens and dogs. And <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't really go to waste that's true, if they don't right? eat it. And they see that, you know, we'll say, well, okay, we'll give it, put it in the chicken bag. Or give it to Holly, which is our parrot. Or give it to Abby, which is our right. dog. You know, and so they can see that it actually, you know, they they're not if they right. didn't eat it, it doesn't just go to waste. And even if you don't want to raise your own worms, you can just do something simple like a compost heap. Or yeah, something. and well, a lot of people worms, do but. raise their worms, you know. Yeah. But so that can be a fun thing for kids. You yeah. know, okay, we'll feed it to your worms then. You know, I mean, obviously within <laughs> limits, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we um. 
my sister has older kids than us and her, her daughter is 13. And to this day at family dinners, a lot of times she'll eat, you know, chicken nuggets or only white meat chicken or just a certain kind of macaroni and cheese. And, you know, my wife and I have always been kind of under this impression that that, that habit was started, started, started when she was younger, that the picky eating was just catered to. I mean, we love her. And if they're happy to be listening to this, we love you and we're not judging you poorly, but that it's something that we think about that we don't want to have our kids turn into picky eaters when they're older. So what are some ways to deal with that as they're younger to not have that outcome or is it related? Well, the catering, yes. So if you're, there's a lot of fear if a kid's not eating now, it depends. Sometimes it's a sign of a a deeper problem. Like a kid may have a sensory issue or they may have like reflex when they were little or they may have choked and they're so um some in our book we really specify each stage when is it problematic and then we have a picky eating um section where you can look and see if if these are the signs you might need to go get some additional help so sometimes just the exposure may not be enough if there's an underlying but you know there are some cases where you know the kids only get those foods that they prefer and then they never get the opportunity to try different things. So I always recommend one meal, but also make sure there's one or two things you know your kid will eat at the table. So don't make it a foreign meal and then say eat or starve, you know, but have it one or two. And then also one or two nights, like I have a really, I love the chicken tender recipe. I have, we all love it. And so, you know, you can make foods that kids may like more and still have it be healthy and um, doesn't have to be a packaged item. I think it tastes better when you make it yourself. Right. But yeah, definitely catering. What, what we're saying to our children when we cater to them is, I don't believe that you can, you can learn to like a lot of foods. And it, we need to look at eating like we do reading and writing. That it takes time. You know, we would never say that to a kid that had trouble reading. We're like, you're going to read. It's the same thing with food. It's like, but what we end up doing is we pressure them. And then we give up. It's like a lot of times right. what may have happened in this case is that, you you know, there's so much it becomes this huge battle and parents know that's not good. So then they just give up and give the child the food they want instead of just having them be part of the meal. Don't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. And, you know, is there a point where it becomes too late? No, it's never. There's a lot of actually adult pick, picky eaters. And that's kind of a new, yeah. you know, it's coming out of the closet that there are some that can't go out to social, you know, so I don't think it's ever too late. Always better to, to catch it early if it's in if there's an underlying right. You know, but there is you know um, resistant eaters can be be a problem. I mean, yeah. how much more expensive is it to eat healthy? Because that's one of the things that you know. Sometimes I hear that it's a misconception, but sometimes you know to go to Whole Foods, for example, is more expensive than going to a different grocery store. I mean, have you found that, you know, maybe that's kind of a cop-out excuse or that there's something to that it's a little more expensive to eat healthy? Well, you don't have to go to Whole Foods and you don't have to buy organic. I mean, we don't really have any research. You know, it's more of a kind of prevention. We're not really sure if, you know, um, we know that organic food has less pesticides, but it still has. So, you know, you can eat conventional produce. It's still important to have produce, whether it's organic or not. Um, So you can do sales for, you know, uh, there's some good websites like $5 dinners. Her meals are nice and balanced. And all her, you know, she says each one of them is less than $5. That's less than really cheap fast food. So, you know, if you're you're really creative and go out there, I mean, yeah, you may not be able to go, go to Whole Foods and get, or you may not be able to get local food and all that, but you could still eat, right. you know, balanced, healthy meals. There are becoming more and more um, options for even organic and those kinds of whole foods. 
um, where people I know, they, they get in co-ops together and they buy it, a buying co-op, and then also even, um, what do they call it, community-supported agriculture, where you buy from organized local farms. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, an organized thing where they even sometimes, you know, deliver it right to your neighborhood and you go pick it up. Yeah. And so those are a lot cheaper ways than going to, like, a major We do that through our school. Trendy. And both the preschool and our school offer something right. like that to buy a farm box, mm-hmm. local farm box. Or grow your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's achievement. <laughs> well, no, we're horrible. We've really tried to grow our own, and we can't do it. That's a whole other topic, maybe. Um, but we're I really know. I'm not <laughs> particularly good at that either. And, like, our neighbor across the street's like, I have too many t- tomatoes. Take them off my hands. We're like, we want to have too many tomatoes. Right. We well, sponsor his garden or her garden. <laughs> nice. But I think whenever there is something like I don't have time or – you have to look at what's really behind that because um, sometimes it's that you may not enjoy. You may look at healthy eating as something that won't be as taste. So you got to – that's not true. Right. I mean, you can – you know, every family needs to do it in a way that works for them. Yeah. Start where you are now. Don't You don't have to revamp everything. Just make some small changes. Let's talk some specific tips. What are some healthy snacks that you like specifically for your family or maybe you guys can add in as well? Healthy snacks, I really like to fill nutrition gaps. So, like, you know, my daughter doesn't drink milk. We might do yogurt, you know, with some toasted almond or, you know, fruit like banana. Um, Smoothies right now for the summer have been, we do a lot of smoothies. You do them with yogurt? Yeah, she she likes the strawberry, banana, you know, spinach, yogurt. And my son likes, like, a peanut butter. I'll put, like, pear and, you know, I'll change in blueberries. And yeah. um, and there's always some green. It's a kale or spinach. Just throw it in there because they can't even taste it. Yeah, and I have them make it with me so I don't sneak. Because when right. we sneak, we're sending the message again. We have to think about how, how are we making healthy eating a negative, you know. Just bring them and say, look, try it. And we'll try it with and without. Well, that's what I did with my daughter. And she yeah. was like, oh, it tastes the same. And so, you know, she helps me put the spinach in there. And um, so, so, yeah, I mean, so smoothies are fun in the summer. It kind of depends nice. on. Um, you know, and if they're really hungry and you know dinner's not well, maybe it's half a sandwich with some fruit, yeah. crackers and cheese. So I always say two to three food groups are good for a snack. Okay. So that's like a, a protein, a, a whole grain, a fruit, a vegetable, maybe a healthy fat. Um, instead of them always thinking, oh, I have crackers yeah. or a granola bar or, you know, and that's okay. I'm, not, You know, if you want to do that, pretzels. Right. but. You know, it really can help fill nutrition gaps. If you know that your your kid doesn't eat a lot of protein, maybe you know, have a good protein source. Maybe you do, you know, nut butter with – because yeah. you know they're not – so it's really good. helps parents when they can fill in gaps with the snacks. Yeah, we have a, a bowl of fruit, and what I do is I'll wash it every, um, every time we get home from the grocery store. Um, and they know where it is. I always tell them the fruit here is washed, and then there's a section in the fridge where – um, it's kind of their section where they can reach it, and they know that if they are hungry, they can go there and everything's washed, um, or if they wake up before I do, and I tell them this is you know, where the fruit is, this is where the cereal is, and that way they can make their own choices. And I know that the things that they're picking are um, you know, healthy choices. Um, you know, I don't really do yogurt because I've noticed that they have quite a bit of sugar in them. Right. Um, and I think that's part of the problem. You think you're doing something good for your child. You think, um, you know, a lot of parents think that yogurt is really good for their kids. But a lot of the yogurt brands out there, even the ones geared towards kids, they have a lot of sugar um, or sugary things that you can mix into them, like M&Ms. Yeah. And I almost <laughs> think especially the ones geared And Oreos. Them. And, um, you know, so they... Even things like Nutella. I mean, there was that lawsuit 
right. by a woman who thought she was feeding her kids something well, healthy with Nutella. Well, but um, the ads, the, that was, I mean, that's it does the say, ads actually were like kind of clear. like if you want to be a good you mom have to be a, kids, yeah you have to be a smart consumer because true. if you think if you follow um, what the advertisers put out there you're you're going to be feeding them you're like Captain Crunch with your yeah, breakfast and, and it's part of this nutritious breakfast yeah well, we, yeah you do try and l- like lessen the sugar my son actually eats plain yogurt so he's not right a, he's you know I realized with my daughter when I had him I introduced her to that I forget which one it is the baby yogurt she, she ate Sweet plain baby. too right uh-huh. yeah and so after that she wouldn't but she has sweeter taste yeah. my son does not have this really sweet taste so he eats plain yogurt but there's also you know we have to balance that some sugar is okay especially if it's you know in studies show if it increases you know like we pick the lowest sugar cereals we can but to have the taste that they like so it's all that yeah. you know that balancing act and there is the beneficial bacteria in yogurt that you know the yeah. probiotics so we need to find a way you know to feel like um, Sometimes we'll do that, and then they'll go to their grandparents' house or something, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then discover that like, oh, golden grams. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't. I wrote actually a post about that. That why I'm okay with what happens at grandma's because yeah. my mom. Every time I go, it's once a week, couple hours, and they yeah. they actually get their fill. They don't even ask for it. So it's if I made a big deal, like don't eat at that grand, you know. Right. So you, we really can't control. I think if we're relaxed about food but then we show them you know this is how we eat at home yeah i think that's much more powerful than always trying to make sure that they we we can't control them all the time i mean it's different you know if they have a food allergy or they react to artificial colors which some kids do and you have to empower your child but um i think it's if it's not every day i mean obviously if your parents are you know grandparents are watching them all the time you have to have a talk with them but so yeah i mean it's all like that you know how you handle it. The yogurt thing, actually, I buy plain yogurt and I put stevia drops and I get um, flavoring like a vanilla extract or banana flavoring Mm -hmm. extract. And they have like all kinds. Um, So it's like they get to choose, you know, what they make or you can blend fruit into it. But, and then the other thing is I'll make sort of like special things. Like they love seaweed, nori, nori, Mm -hmm. and the little, I guess it's just usually nori, but um, they just love it. Like, it's like a, such a treat for them. So, so I think sometimes when the way you present it, too. Right. And also these little fruit, um, what are they, the fish oil, fruit, fruity flavored um, fish like, oil pearls. Okay. They're like a vitamin supplement, you know, and I present that as a treat. Like whoever gets, you know, does this, they get their their, their fruity strawberry pearls. And that's like, you know, that's their candy. I mean, they don't get it all the time. They only right. get a certain amount every day. But, you know, it's a way that they, they get yeah. excited about these, like, really kind of not what you would think they would get excited yeah. about, you know. We had a bunch of strawberries, and Christina made some strawberry jam and then realized that that was great for them to mix into the plain yogurt as opposed to some of the other stuff. Yeah. Too, like the homemade. What are some other things, real quick, that are the parents might think are healthy that really aren't? Well, I think, you know, granola bars, you know, yeah. anything you buy packaged. Anything you know, you, packaged is something. And it's not that it's, it's, you know, a lot of things you can sometimes make at home. So, I, you know, in the book we have a homemade granola bar, you know, and it's not that hard and the kids like it. Yeah. Um, so you always want to consider if they like something, you know, try and make it at home. Um, with ingredients that you feel good about. Right. Um, but anything packaged, you want to look at the, you know, look at the ingredient line um, and find out what's in there. A lot of times there might be artificial colors um, that we know make might, you know, some kids yeah. hyperactive. Um, and so, yeah, it's all about, like, just, you know, making sure you know what's in the food. Right. Um, sometimes, a lot of times there's, you know, sodium is packaged food and processed food. That's where we get 70% of our sodium. Most people get too much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you can try and stay with the whole 
Whole Foods most often, then, you know, um, your children are, aren't going to get, you know, decide what their favorites are and maybe find a way. Because also restricting, a lot of the literature shows we restrict our kids from foods and they feel deprived sometimes when they go out, then they over. So you want to, it's all about striking that balance with kids. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to our panelists as well. For more information about healthy eating strategies or more information about any of our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. The conversation is going to continue for members of our Parent Savers Club after the show. Marianne Jacobs is going to tell us a little bit more about healthy eating habits. I'm going to ask her about some tips for eating healthy at birthday parties because those can be uh, traps sometimes when you go there. You get caught off guard. For more information about the Parent Savers Club or our website, um, go to parentsavers.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now we have a question from one of our listeners. Gabby Castro asks, Hi, my daughter is barely two months old and is already growing two sets of teeth. The only thing that seems to work is her pacifier, yet she still can't get a grip to it. Do you have any other tips or advice? Hi, Gabby. This is Dr. Tara Zanfleet here in San Diego. Well, I'm not sure if you mean two individual bottom teeth that your daughter is growing or two whole sets of teeth, but I'll answer for both. Babies can actually be born with teeth. Louis XIV, King Louis XIV was reportedly born with teeth. And if they are solid in the mouth and they're not wiggly, they can stay and the rest will come in naturally. Teeth do not have a proper time to come in, but they usually come in between two months and 10 months old with the average at six months. In terms of two whole sets of teeth, it is rare, but some children have two sets of baby teeth. Either one grows right behind the other and they erupt at the same time, or they lose one set and then grow what everyone thinks is their permanent set, but then it loosens and falls out too in the preteen years when their real permanent teeth come in. If one is right behind the other, one of the sets of teeth needs to be pulled later on to help with the permanent teeth coming in. They call this shark teeth for the obvious reasons. Now, teething itself can be pretty rough on some children, causing mild fevers, congestion, irritation, crying, and sleepless nights all around. The most helpful is to have them bite on pretty much anything. This puts pressure on the gums from above, and it evens out the pressure that the teeth are putting on the gums from below. Amber teething necklaces are pretty as well as useful, but be aware of the choking risk of necklaces, so always monitor them. Cold is the other key. Anything cold on the gums helps. You can try freezing a wet washcloth or refrigerate the teething toys, frozen grapes or other fruit in a netted bag, or even a, in a piece of knotted cheesecloth is good too when they're older. When they're so little like your little one, they can't hold on to these things by themselves, so it's labor-intensive for mom. But they do love your fingers. If your baby is really agitated and cannot settle down to eat or sleep, you can use about one ounce of chamomile tea without any sweetener. No more than one ounce a day, but it has a wonderful calming effect on your child. You can even soak that frozen washcloth in chamomile tea, then freeze it. Herbal topical gels and creams can numb the gums, and some homeopathic remedies are a really nice choice as well. Natural topical remedies can include the old one from grandma, ground cloves, 
made into a paste with either butter, unsalted, or water and used sparingly. Or you could use ground ginger with water. Well, I hope this helps for your little one. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps things up for today's episode of Parent Savers. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, we'll be talking about another topic of interest to parents, so please join us. This is Parent Savers, empowering new parents. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.